0: Bridge toll, California customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon. Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's, What's a good engagement? How card long gift? before a wedding should I send How out and save the How many games in the first series? Use of the IMAP the NBA plan. to check find email on other email clients. Identify That's fonts where from where to find.
1: We were four Kobe
0: years Ryan in power. Nice. Welcome. To the Voices of Search Podcast. My name is Benjamin Shapiro, and I'm the executive producer of the Voices of Search Podcast. And today we've got a special episode for you, which is going to be guest hosted by our friend Tyson Stockton, who is the co-founder and educational partner at Previsible, which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps support enterprise businesses, scale organic search traffic, and educate their organizations. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. All right. here's an episode of the Voices of Search podcast, guest hosted by Tyson Stockton from Previsible.
2: Hey, my name is Tyson Stockton from Previsible.io and in today's episode we're going to be talking about how to present SEO to your CEO. Joining me today is Tom Critchlow, who is the founder of the SEO MBA. SEO MBA is a free newsletter and paid online courses helping SEO professionals think more strategically, get budget, and buy in for their work to gain confidence. right here's my conversation with tom critchlow the founder of seo mba tom welcome to the podcast
1: thanks for having me on tyson
2: yes first time having you on the podcast i've been kind of following the work that you've been doing and quite excited to see someone that's putting out this seo education kind of not doing the the basic seo 101 kind of tactics more of the enablement to help other seos progress their careers and win some of those battles or those historical frustrations that we have with whether it's budget or just communication to the executives and really just kind of giving seo the voice that it deserves yeah
1: i um it's a a big need in the market and i'm trying to Trying to put stuff out there, you know, the newsletter is free, which is obviously kind of been shared by a lot of folks, and that's really great. Um, and then the the courses kind of go a bit deeper. So yeah, it's nice to explore something that I feel like people people really need and uh, it's useful.
2: Absolutely, and I mean, I think to the listeners, like you'll hear us plugging it throughout. But you know, definitely sign up for for his newsletter. A lot of great information on it, and then of course, you know, the deep dives and the coursework. So today, though, Tom, we wanted to talk about how to present SEO to the CEO or to the executive. And, you know, a few weeks back, I had uh, Elaine Richards, the CEO of Basecamp on, and we were talking about like the executive's perspective on SEO and it seems like, you know, there's still this, this big void or this big gap kind of on understanding. And from my perspective, I see there's some understanding gaps that may exist on like the CEO or the executive, But then also these kind of gaps on the SEO level of like what more we can be doing to make the subject more approachable, more digestible, understandable to the CEOs. So starting us off, like what, I guess, how do you initially position the topic to SEOs to further fine tune this craft or this skill?
1: Yeah. I mean, the first thing you have to realize is you have to talk about money. Right. The, the executive layer, you can't get anything done without talking about revenue um, and connecting it back to what the business really cares about. Um, and I think that you're right. I think a lot of SEOs, we obsess about the technical nature of SEO and we obsess about this kind of like the complicated nature of SEO, right? It's just, you know thousands of ranking factors and machine learning models and algorithm updates and all this stuff. And it's our job as SEO professionals, as experts to translate that into something digestible for the executive team, right? We have to make SEO understandable. And I think that, you know, a lot of the failure comes from, it, you know, an executive is not going to invest in an initiative that they don't understand. If they don't understand how it's working, they're not going to give you budget, buy-in teams, resources, uh, and so on. And so I think the first thing to realize is that communication is critically important. The way that you present the ideas, the way that you talk about initiatives, the way that you connect those initiatives back to what the business cares about, whether that is at the strategy level, right? Uh, The kind of what are the initiatives that the company cares about? Can we align to those? And about the business model, right? So can you talk about revenue and and business value? That's really where it starts and kind of getting getting SEO professionals to understand that it's more than just having the right answer, quote unquote, but it's about persuading other people to Invest their budget and resources against your initiatives. So, you know, personally, I feel like most of the work that I do as a strategy consultant, it lives in presentations. Um, and I think that sometimes presentations get this bad rep because people are like, "Well, it's not real work, right? It's just dressing up the work, or it's like putting the work on fancy slides." And it's like, actually, that work is critically important because that is exactly the communication work that gets you the buy-in and the, you know, gets executives on your side, basically.
2: Exactly. So, I think like one of the the takeaways from that is, is almost like learning a new language where you're taking what you've already identified from like what needs to be done and implemented and then crafting it into a store or a common language that someone outside of SEO can kind of do. So you hit on the piece of speaking to what's the business impact, like what's the, whether it aligns to a larger strategical company goal or just what's the bottom line monetary impact. A lot of SEOs I feel like out there get a bit uncomfortable in this like forecasting projection area. Like, what tips would you have for the SEOs out there that maybe shy away from okay, what's the impact estimate of these initiatives? And I agree that it's a crucial, crucial piece of getting that buy-in and getting resources, budget, whatever it may be. But like, what tips would you have for someone that maybe has shied away because it, you know, they have doubt like, well, maybe it's actually 10% instead of 20%. So like, what recommendations would you have for the listeners to kind of overcome some of those uncertainties?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, stop me if you've heard the story before, but you know, you're in a room and the CEO says, okay, you, you wanna do this thing, what's it gonna get us, right? And the SEO says, it depends, right? <laughs> and and this is a very frustrating situation for an executive, right? And the more time you, you spend at that executive layer, the more you realize that everyone is just making it up, right, <laughs> um, like you think SEO is the only discipline where it depends, right, is it, a feeling that you have? No, when the product team comes to the CEO and says, we wanna replatform the website, the CEO says, well, what is it going to get us, right? The chief product officer doesn't say it depends. Right? The chief product officer says, I have a, a range of, you know, I have a scenario, I did some modeling. I think the revenue impact is going to be A, B, and C based on these factors. You know, the first thing to understand is that, um, yes, it depends, right? It depends on lots of factors. We can't control any of these things, but we're doing business, not science, right? And creating a forecast or a business case or a business model is an exercise in making decisions. It's not an exercise in Trying to model the future as as accurately as possible. It is an exercise in in choosing what to invest in and choosing which initiatives to say yes to. And so the first thing to to kind of embrace is the model that you create. So when you go to a to a CEO and says, I made a model that forecasts 10% growth or 20% growth, whatever it might be, that model has to be understandable. It can't be a black box, right? It, It cannot be a spreadsheet with a thousand different variables and this regression analysis and this complex kind of weighting that you've discovered based on a variety of things. Because to the CEO, you're basically saying, I have a black box and the black <laughs> box is you totally 10% or 20%, right? No, what you need to do is you need to say, I've made the following three assumptions or the following four assumptions, right? You need to make it very, very clear and understandable. We say, you know, we're going to make 200 new pages. We're going to estimate that every new page is going to return you know, 5,000 visits a month. We've turned that into revenue with a conversion rate of this, an average order value of this. And so therefore we think that this initiative is gonna get between $100,000 and $400,000, right? That's the kind of language. And what you need is you need those assumptions to be legible. You need the CEO to look at them and be like, okay, I understand how you arrived at these numbers you may not agree, right? So the CEO might be like, "That, that number, those numbers seem high or that conversion rate is unrealistic or whatever. And that's fine. You can have a discussion about it and you, you can change those numbers and you can adapt the model. But if you just present it kind of in this overly complex way, then you can't have that discussion. Right? It just becomes that like, you know, I have this magic black box and it's going to tell you this number. So when you talk about forecasting and modeling and, and kind of making the business case for your initiatives, you have to realize that everyone is just making it up, and so, so so you have to kind of create this it's It's a communication tool primarily, right it's a communication tool to have a conversation about whether we should be investing, not about the specifics of in month nine are we going to get you know four point eight percent or four point nine percent return you know and so once you can get to that level, then it's about okay, how do we boil this initiative down something that that is clear and we can talk through with executives
2: Got it. so if we're kind of running through like the checklist, so to speak for the SEOs. it's like the first piece you touched on is we're speaking the same language as the CEO. So we're talking in monetary value, business impact, and then we're simplifying the message, but we're not omitting the, how we got there. And so you're giving Mm -hmm. the CEO, the confidence then by outline in a simplified way. These are the steps. These are the assumptions to then achieve this. So it sounds like from that, we're not needing to teach the CEO why a page may rank for X specific keyword or why the keyword position may change this much from the initiative, but it's more of this is the change. This is the traffic. This (laughs) is the conversion rate. And I'm assuming from that, you can also be drafting across other maybe like familiar KPIs, to the CEO, like I'm sure the CEO knows a typical conversion rate for the website. So then you're showing him something, or him or her something consistent, but then also something that's going to gain the credibility of, hey, this isn't just you know a rabbit pulled out a hat or something.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think you hit the nail on the head there when you say you've got to use the metrics that the CEO is familiar with. Every executive team has some kind of operating uh, reporting and dashboards, and you know they're used to seeing pitches from other teams that talk about metrics, and you have to use the same metrics, whether that is average order value, whether it is revenue, whether it's margin, profit, whatever those metrics are that the, the executive team is looking at day to day, you have to talk about them in the same way. And you also have to use the, same, the right time horizon. I, I think this is a, a very, very simple change, but it makes a big impact. Is In the SEO industry, we've been conditioned to talk about monthly figures, right? The you know, search volumes and everything is on a monthly basis. But when you're talking about impact and you're talking about revenue opportunities, you have to just talk about yearly impacts, right? Especially because SEO is a, a slightly slower moving initiative than something like paid media or whatever. If you're producing content, the return for that content is probably going to play out over 12 months, if not more, right? And it's probably going to take you a while to produce content, get the team up to speed and so on. So you have to position the initiative as not, you know, we're going to look at these keywords that have 200 searches a month, but we're going to look at these things that have this search volume over 12 months, or this is the annualized revenue impact. And so by doing that, you can have a much bigger impact. Your numbers just sound bigger <laughs> right? when you times <laughs> them by 12. Um, and that sounds ridiculous, but it actually makes a difference because again, that's how the executive team is used to looking at initiatives, sizing opportunities for investment, allocating budget
2: and so on. I I love that point. And I, I think it's also ties back to like almost any subject or anything that we're learning that's new. If you're able to ground it into something familiar, something that you're able to make comparisons to, then it's a lot easier to retain or understand like the new subject that you're learning. And so I think that's a a key piece is as a CEO, most are probably not too familiar with a lot of our SEO jargon and KPIs even in that sense. So if you're able to align to a familiar zone, it's going to give, make the person feel a more comfortable with it. Also make the subject feel more approachable. But I think it's something that we oftentimes, whether it's in language or in types of KPIs that we've, as SEOs, we fall into very easily. And like talking just terms, like talking about like average position or SEO visibility or things like that. It's like, yeah, they make total sense yep. for us as SEOs, but a CEO doesn't have any context of what SEO visibility means.
1: Totally, And I think the, the, the point there is twofold, which is on the one hand, they don't know what search visibility means. And secondly, when you, you give them a number, they don't understand the context for it, right? So again, you give a revenue number the CEO has lots of anchors. They know they know what the quarterly revenue is, they know how much revenue their competitors make, they know what the budgets are and so on. When you talk about like a share of voice metric or an SEO visibility metric, they're like, we're at 17% and you're going to tell me we're going to get to 22%. Like, is that good or bad? I don't yeah, know. Exactly. Don't know what that means, right? Um, they have no context for the things you're talking about. Again, and, and again, especially when you talk about things like domain authority, right? Your know, domain authority is logarithmic metrics, Right, It's like we moved from a 79 to an 80, and the CEOs like that doesn't sound very good. <laughs> but again, they have no context for some of these changes. So I think using the familiar language and metrics that the executive team is familiar with not only positions you as more plugged into the business, but it also allows them to have more confidence that what they're signing off on or what they're investing in is actually worthwhile.
2: Excellent.
0: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Any, I mean, and we've kind of been talking
2: about this more in the context of like pitching an initiative or, you know, something that you're trying to get done within an SEO strategy. From also like presenting SEO to the CEO. Like a lot of times too, depending on the magnitude of the project or like size of the investment, there's kind of like this ongoing communication. Do you have any tips for the SEOs out there of how they should be communicating SEO ongoing? And so it's like kind of aligning to how any other channel might be reporting. Like how about the ongoing or regular communication that should happen within SEO?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of the same principles apply, right? You know, talking about revenue, talking about metrics that the CEO cares about and so on. I think one of the big things that is important is communicating momentum and kind of project progress. So, again, because we have all of this data at our fingertips, it's uh, tempting to think that reporting should be entirely data driven, right? We can talk about traffic and rankings and impressions and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But oftentimes when we're talking about an SEO strategy and you're saying, well, we want to produce 200 pages or we're building out this new buying guide section on the website or we're improving the product pages, whatever it might be, there's a lot of work that is kind of subsurface. There's a lot of like, well, we haven't even put the changes to the product pages live yet. So of course we haven't seen any impact yet, Um, but you need a way to communicate that that isn't just zero, right? We can't just have like, you know, for the six months you're working on building out the editorial team or working with the product team, it can't just be zero, zero, zero impact, right? Instead, you have to find a way to be like, we are, you know, 40% of the way through the project or have we have passed the following five milestones and so on. So you have to have a way to be like, yes, we're making progress. We just did this extra step on the journey, which is on the way to that business model impact that we talked about when we talked about the strategy, right? Um, And, you know, bonus marks when those milestones were communicated with the strategy, right? When you pick the strategy and say, we're going to get you know, half a million dollars by investing in this initiative and the milestones are going to look as follows, right? We are going to work with the product team, overhaul X, Y, and Z, do this foundational work. And then we're going to start to see the impact in month six, seven, and eight. Now you have a consistent message, right? So again, I think a lot of this, a lot of the anxiety or frustration from an executive team around an SEO is this shifting message, right? It's like, well, you told me that this was going to happen and it didn't, or... You told me the traffic was going to go up and traffic went down or, you, or there's an algorithm update that I knew nothing about that I didn't know was going to happen or whatever, right? So again, we talk about reporting and communication. It's about communicating progress and momentum. It's also about education, so educating the executives on, you know, how algorithm updates work and how often they happen and the projected potential impacts. You know, I think this is crucially important for anyone working in like a your money or your life niche it used to be that kind of crazy traffic swings were only the result of a, a kind of penalty. Like if you did something really wrong and now you, an algorithm update could swing traffic plus 20%, minus 20%, if not more, even though you haven't been penalized. It's just, that's just, you know, you are on the, on, on the bad end of an, of an update um, or the good end of an update and traffic swings. And, and, you know, if you're not communicating to the executive that this is possible before it happens, you're going to have a much harder time explaining that after it happens. <laughs> right? So again, I think education is this really important part of it's contextualizing the results to say, this is where we are. This is the traffic revenue, et cetera. This is why it matters. This is what we're trying to do about it. And here's, here's the context for, for what's going on.
2: And I think. Kind of going back a little bit like that progress or like leading KPI is such a critical piece to bake in to. When you're selling the initial strategy and it shouldn't be that surprise afterwards of like oh i didn't know we needed to see this this and this happen to achieve what you told me was going to be possible
1: yeah yeah i mean that that, that's the value of the the business when you can show the business case right it should have those things transparently in there it shouldn't just be you need to give us this money for the seo investment and you're going to get back 10 percent return it should be you're going to give us this money We're going to use that money to produce 100 pieces of content. And those 100 pieces of content are going to drive the return so that the CEO understands that, okay, well, it's going to take us some time to produce those pieces of content. And if for whatever reason, we get blocked on producing them or publishing them, then I'm not going to see the 10% return, right? Like it isn't just SEO is not a magic wand that we wave over the business. We have to do something, right? Like these are the input metric. We have to, we have to, something has to happen in order for the results to appear. And we need to make that link very clear for the executives so they understand what they're getting and how it works
2: and that's a it's a great piece too to maybe dig in just a little bit more on that last like portion so we have the dependencies of other teams like buying resources like in the example producing x amount of pieces of content what about tips in kind of like the bad case scenarios of maybe a team doesn't deliver on it. So your numbers or your project has been stalled because of an external kind of limit on resources, or maybe going back kind of like further, we were forecasting X improvement. We were negatively hit by an algorithm update that was foreseen, unforeseen, debatable like on that. But like, What tips or recommendations would you have for like, when things aren't going well, whether it's progress performance, like how can an SEO get in front of kind of like the bad news that maybe they have to present to a executive?
1: Yeah. The first thing to to recognize is that lots of teams present bad news to to an executive. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you, you call, most people have not probably had a chance to kind of shadow a CEO for a day, but they have a lot of bad meetings. <laughs> they have a lot, of, they have a lot of meetings where people are like, we, we're not hitting targets or we're not, the thing that we were going to do is not working. A lot of problems get escalated up the chain. And so it's not unusual for things to change, right? Projects go bad, they get delays, you know, things go wrong, competitors make changes, algorithm updates happen, et cetera. So the things to recognize is you've got to communicate about it early. So ideally, before it happens, right? So if a project is delayed, you should be communicating about that before somebody asks what's going on. If an algorithm update happens, then you want to let them know, you know, as soon as it happens, or let them know it's coming if if you have the heads up. And then again, it's about communicating very, very clearly, right? So um, I actually use this example in in one of the SEO MBA courses where I have a kind of a sample email that you write to the CEO after an algorithm update, and it's kind of a good way to write it and a bad way to write it, and I think. So many times we caveat our own work at a ton of complexity. We lack confidence and clarity in the way that we communicate. And it's really important to try and use those same principles. So we have again, we have to tie it back to revenue impact. We have to talk very clearly about what exactly has happened, right? What is the situation, right? What are we going to do about it? So what is actively being done or how are we going to remedy? It? And what is the potential forecast for the future now that we have this new information, right? So again, it's like, okay, so an algorithm update happened the situation is that we've lost X amount of traffic and X amount of uh, revenue. We are currently doing A, B, and C, whether that's analysis or, you know, changing project roadmaps or what work, working with a product team, whatever it might be. And we project that the future outlook now looks like this amount of traffic and this amount of revenue for the rest of the year or for the following quarter or for whatever, whatever that right time frame is. And then ideally you want to tie that back to some kind of decision, right? So again, a lot of the what executives are good at are making decisions that's kind of their job right they spend all day long being like should i invest in this yes or no should i green light this project or that project should i make this higher or not make that higher, right so again a lot of bad news should come with some kind of like what to do about it right and you know if the project is delayed does that mean that we need to fire the partner that we're working with does it mean we need to do we need to take some of the project from our internal team to an outsource team does it mean that, what does it mean, right? Like it isn't just like bad news, but it's like, what are we going to do about it? How are we going to remedy the situation? And again, you hear that sometimes I think with you know quite common advice will be like, you know, don't bring me problems, bring me solutions. And I think actually a slightly better reframe from that is not bring me uh, solutions, but give me options, right? So it's like, don't bring me problems, bring me options. Bring me some kind of decision that I can make that will make the situation better, whether that is killing the project Changing the team that's working on the project, giving it more resources, giving it less resources, unblocking it in some way, changing strategy in some way, um, whatever it might be. So, again, it's about that clarity of communication. And if you do this and you do it well, you realize that you can get executives to understand that the SEO team is not necessarily responsible for all organic traffic. Right? And there's a big kind of mindset shift here, right, which is if you can get the executive team to understand which portions of organic traffic are influenced by what actions, right? Whether that is by an algorithm update, whether it's by releases from the product team, whether it's by page speed updates from the engineering team, whether it's by moves made by competitors, you know, if you can understand which portions of the traffic are actually able to be influenced and by what magnitude, then you can have a much better, much kind of more honest and and concrete conversation around what the impact is of various initiatives. If the executives are still sat there feeling like, well, we have an, an SEO person, and they're responsible for managing all of that organic traffic, there's kind of a bad mental model, right? It doesn't have enough nuance or enough uh, kind of clarity to it to be able to make decisions around. I'm kind of of rambling now, but um, (laughs) those are are some of the kind of best ways to think about it. But again, honestly, so much of that just comes back to clear communication early in the project.
2: Well, and I I think it's also great advice on the mindset of the executive, like wanting to make the choices. And so I think like, that aspect of whenever something bad is being confronted, they also, I mean, they're human as well. So it's like you naturally want to be like, okay, what can I do now for this? Right. And I think if the executive or person on the other side is feeling like I can't make any choices or there is nothing for me to do, like it increases a level of frustration of like, okay, this isn't a familiar zone. Like I'm used to making choices and decisions for it. But I think there's a little bit of a thin line in there in the sense of giving the the room or breath for that choice and then also making sure that the right choice is being made. Yeah. So like, do you have any tips for the listeners on say like that choice or decision needs to be made, but there's definitely a more obvious or better choice to be done? Like how what's the balance of leading into the right choice versus recommending the choice like how do you kind of thread the needle on leaning into that characteristic that a lot of executives would tend to have and making sure that the right decision is made
1: yeah we could talk for hours about the psychology of executives it's a very common situation right so something like the CEO or the executive team is trying to push you to make kind of knee jerk reaction when you feel like a deeper change or bigger change is needed. And you you have this kind of like butting of heads, right? Where you're like, if only they would give me the SEO team I need. And if only I could get the product sprints that I need, I could really do the things that need to be done. And we wouldn't have been in this situation, right? And meanwhile, the CEO is like, I need something now. (laughs) I'm not going to give you two two headcount. I'm not going to give you four product sprints, but we need to be doing something. And there's this kind of like huge tension on both sides, right? Where when you're not seeing eye to eye. I think a lot of the failure here comes from not properly educating executives or uh, not properly pitching a strategy that has some kind of pilot project or some kind of lead in, right? Again, I think a lot of like a bad strategy is often this kind of like all or nothing. It's like, well, we need to move the website off Drupal and put it on WordPress, and that's the only thing that's going to fix our SEO, right? And there's no real way to step into that, right? It's kind of like, that's like a big meaty project. It's a big investment, but you can kind of get stuck advocating for these big things and the executives are like, well, no, so what else you got, right? And what you need to do, or a good strategy rather, is trying to find pilot projects, trying to find smaller things that you can do that show evidence that the big project is worthwhile. Right. And so what you want to do is you want to say, okay, so I'm not I'm not going to get the budget now. I want to try and get the budget next year. So I need to do things this year that are going to demonstrate that what I want to do matters, demonstrate that it works. Right. So if that's as small as writing content a different way or publishing products faster or testing a a different layout on a product page, like if you can find a way to trial it or experiment with it or even just find evidence of it working out in the wild, the more that you can create that case that says, it isn't just me thinking it's a good idea. I can show you it's a good idea. Right? I can prove to you that it's a good idea. And, and we have data and evidence that when we make these changes, they're going to have these impacts, right? So again, a lot of that, a lot of the, the kind of, that impasse that you're talking about comes from this, like you have this kind of abstract strategy, but you haven't made it real enough for the executives and you haven't proven the case strongly enough. And so what you need to do is you need to find smaller things, smaller pieces that will allow you to make the case.
2: Uh, it's great recommendations and feedback. And I think the common theme across like this entire conversation for me is really finding that middle ground. It's like us as SEOs have room for improvement of understanding the executive, understanding the business strategy and meeting them where they're familiar. And then also the layer of education enablement to the executive team to understand SEO, understand the various facets levers what's controlled what's uncontrolled and it's like that middle ground is really where we want to lean toward as seos All right, so that wraps up uh, this episode on the Voice of Surge podcast. Uh, Thanks to Tom Critchlow, founder of SEO MBA, for joining us. Join us tomorrow where Tom and I are going to continue the conversation and discuss more specifically getting buy-in for your SEO projects. If you can't wait until the next episode and would like to learn more about Tom, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is at Tom Critchlow or visit his company's website at SEO MBA.
0: Okay. Thanks to Tyson Stockton, our guest host. If you'd like to get in touch with Tyson, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Tyson underscore Stockton. Or if your team is interested in SEO consulting or organizational education, you can always head to their company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.